G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Paul said, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ amongst those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. What did he mean? He was referring to a well-known custom The highest honour that could be given to a Roman general was called a triumph. This was awarded to a commander-in-chief who won a battle, resulting in peace for Rome in that region. In a triumph, the general would march down the main streets of Rome to the capital. Led by the state officials, then the trumpeters, spoils from victory, a white bull to be sacrificed, captives, including the general of the opposing army who was led in chains, musicians, and then priests carrying censers with a sweet-smelling incense. Now to the Roman general, the incense would be a perfume of joy and triumph. To the captives, it was a perfume of death. Paul saw this as a picture of the gospel. After it has been proclaimed, it leaves this double-edged aroma. To those who believe the gospel, it is an aroma of life. But to those who reject it, it is the very smell of judgment and death. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And thank you for joining us as we wrap up our conversation this week on advancing the kingdom based on the parables of Matthew 13. And today we come to that last parable. And Ken, before we do that, let's just summarize briefly the other six parables as we've talked about them this week. Sure. Well, the first one was the parable of the sower. And there we see that Jesus brings his kingdom into the world, not with weapons of warfare, but through seeds. And the seed, of course, is the word of God. When the gospel is proclaimed, people receive it. They're born again. They enter the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. But then we see the enemy comes along. He couldn't stop the sower coming into the world. So what does he do? He sows a counterfeit seed amongst the wheat designed to devastate the crop. And then we see God's kingdom growing dramatically fast like that of a mustard seed. But at the same time, the enemy comes in and introduces leaven to try to corrupt the gospel and the truth, so that people are spoiled in that way. But then we see these two beautiful parables of the treasure hidden in the field, which is a picture of the nation of Israel, and the pearl of great price, which is a picture of the church. So God has two elect peoples, and they're both precious to him. Mm, That brings us to the last parable, which is uh, the parable of the dragnet, not just an old TV show. That's right. A dragnet or a trawl net was a very long net, which was up to a mile long, actually, in some cases. That's a big net. Yeah, and very deep. Uh, It had floats of wood at the top, but it was weighted at the bottom with lead, and it was made to sweep the bottom of the sea and gather fish in masses. Now, sometimes it was tied on the shore at one end and put out by a boat at the other end, which was then drawn in by means of a rope. Or sometimes it was held between two boats and then hauled in. But its purpose was to capture everything in its path. And once ashore, the catch was sorted. The good fish were kept alive till market, and all the rubbish, of course, was thrown away. 
Annette and Mile Long, these guys must have been pretty muscly old characters, <laughs> I, I would imagine. I think a few of them were working that together. Yeah, so yeah. You know, this was a picture that, that was well known to these people. Yeah. What did it represent? Okay, well, of course, the net is the wide-sweeping, all-embracing nature of the gospel. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Uh, it, of course, was dropped into the sea, and we saw from uh, our last parable, the one of the pearl, that the sea is a picture of Gentile nations. You know, the, the church has come forth out of the sea. Mm. And so it's a picture of the Gentile nations. Um, the fishermen, of course, are those who cast the gospel net. It's interesting, isn't it? Jesus said to fishermen, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Mm. Um, so he taught fishermen to become true fishermen using the gospel net. And I guess drawing the net to the shore would be a picture of uh, the judgment at the end of the age. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. This takes place uh, when the net is full. Um, the Bible says, you know, when the fullness of the Gentiles has come, then the end of the age will be. So the net actually was poured up when it was full, not full of good fish, but full of those who had heard the gospel. Um, Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So everyone is caught up in the gospel net who hears it, not just who believes, but who hears mm. the gospel. Yep. I think that's the point of this parable. The same net that is dragging men and women to heaven is leaving others without excuse. I mentioned at the beginning that fact that you know the gospel is a savor of life unto life for some, but of death unto death because they've heard the gospel. Mm. And when you think about it, the whole world really stands condemned before God because of their sin, but God has provided an incredible salvation for us. So, you know, anyone who deliberately rejects it, that leaves them without an excuse. Yeah, and I think that's the point of this parable. Um, hearing the gospel drags them into the net. Jesus said this. He said, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would have had no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. If I'd not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have had no sin. But now they are both seen and also hated both me and my father. So everyone that hears the gospel is caught up in this net. Now it means this, that either everyone will either die in their sins or they will die in the Lord. And, and both of those are biblical terms. Uh, Jesus said, he said, Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you don't believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. And that's how we die in our sins. If we reject the gospel, don't believe in him, then we die Without a saviour, we, we've still got our sins. But then for those of us that have received Jesus Christ, we read in the book of Revelation, then I heard this voice from heaven saying to me, right, blessed are those who die in the Lord mm. from now on. That's a great, great difference. You can die in your sins or you can die in the Lord. And that's what this gospel net is all about. Inside the dragnet, there's people of both kinds, those that have received Christ those that have rejected him. Some who will die in their sins, others who will die in the Lord. Mm, we have this truth. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. But Jesus said, though, you know, they're there, they pulled the net in and they're dealing with the fish. Mm. Those um, who were doing the separating put uh, into good, some of the good fish into vessels, uh, which might well be uh, interpreted as being saved by our works. So if it's, you know, the good fish are kept and put aside, they were good because they did good things. Yeah, goody goodies. <laughs> Now, actually, the word good in that verse that you're referring to is actually interpreted in the next verse or translated in the next verse as being just or righteous. And we know that the way that we are righteous, the only way we can become righteous is by faith in Jesus Christ. So uh, the only factor of division, if you like, between the good and the bad, those that are thrown away, those that are brought in, 
whether we have faith in Christ. John said this, He who believes in him, that's Jesus, is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Phil, I've told a story here before, I believe, uh, but I I find it one of the most fascinating stories, and it's uh, about a man called George Wilson. Now, he's a guy in the 1800s that held up the U.S. mail service, and he murdered someone in the process. And he was about to hang. He was due to hang. But some people interceded for him. And incredibly, the president of America granted him a pardon. Mm. So they brought this pardon to him as a document. He had to sign it and he would be released. But he refused to sign it. Can you believe that? He refused to sign his own pardon. Mm. So they didn't know what to do. Well, legally, we know we've never come across this before. What do we do? Do we hang him or do we let him go? He's pardoned, but he won't sign it. So they went back to you know, the president, because the sheriff didn't know what to do. And the president said, I don't know what to do either. So they went to the highest legal authority in the land. And this is what they said, that a pardon is a legal document that comes into force when it's signed. So until it's signed, it has no effect. So that man, George Wilson, hanged while his pardon was lying on the desk outside of his prison cell. He chose not to accept it. Exactly. Why wouldn't you accept something that was a free gift of pardon and release? And that's what the gospel is like. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I've got to become religious. I've got to do a bunch of stuff um, in order to, to stay saved or whatever. No, salvation is a gift given to us by God through Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Why wouldn't you be saved? that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.